In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. Is there a void in an area of your life that needs filling? And perhaps you should and could do something about it. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. (laughs) Today, we are talking about filling the void and what that looks like to our guests. Welcome to Girlfriend It, a great place to connect and girlfriendify your life. We're Lisa and Patty, and you are high on caffeine, and I'm loving it. I had lots and lots and lots of caffeine. And I have my pumpkin spice latte, so I'm like a happy, pappy camper. So, yeah, you know what? And we have a girlfriend that that loves to to be caffeinated with us, and so I'm so excited because we're going to jump right into our first guest, which is is a great friend of ours, Lori Wilhite. Woohoo! Hey, girl. Okay, I'm just going to give you a little intro because we, we just love to talk about you behind your back, but actually we're not behind your back right now. We're two, um, you know, like thousands of our closest girlfriends. But um, you are one that we're talking about, you know, filling a void, and you saw a void, and you did that. I must do something about it, and you did, and you created lo- leading and loving it, and that is a community that connects and encourages, and you support pastors' wives and women in ministry. And there, there is a huge need there to really, because you know, myself as a as a pastor's wife, it is it, it is a different position, a different place, and it is so encouraging to know that you are out there with you know encouraging us and other women and bringing them together. And um, well, Lori, Lori, you also um, you also are a pastor's wife, and your husband is Judd, the senior pastor at Central in Las Vegas, which right. just being in Las Vegas alone. Um, you go, wow. <laughs> <laughs> we do sometimes, too. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun place to get to live. We have wonderful people here in Vegas, shockingly, but it's, it's true. We have great people. Well, you always think of Sin City um, when, you, when you hear the terms Las Vegas, so it's definitely a, a place to start the body of Christ. <laughs> That's right. Lots of good ministry to do here in Las Vegas. That is for sure. And unique ministry. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that's, that is certainly true. That's certainly true. That's when you really value it's probably a whole new dance team that you can have there at your church. <laughs> yeah. We have many talented people here in Las Vegas. <laughs> to read to 
refining some aspects of ministry there. And we love that because we love out-of-the-box thinking, which is why we love you so much, because you have really done some remarkable things and gone out-of-the-box and gone, how can I fill a void to reach pastors' wives and to and women in leadership? Because that is a unique place, like we said. And you've done it one of the ways. You, you put together this um, Just One conference, which was just a virtual conference, and you, you hit different topics, and I know Patty and I were honored that you invited us to do one on relationships, mm-hmm. which is such an, an element. I mean, so many different topics, and you had some fa- fabulous women on there, and we all gleaned from that. So can you just explain to us a little bit, because I know there's so many people out there sitting going, okay, I see a need here, or I see a need there, but I don't know what that looks like to fill it, and it seems too overwhelming and too daunting. Can you just explain to us just how leading and loving it evolved? Sure. Well, you know, really, I think like a lot of things in our lives, a lot of the passions that we end up having in our hearts, a lot of that comes out of, you know, just personal experiences that we've had. And I know for me, um, when my when we moved here to Las Vegas and my husband uh, became the senior pastor at our church, I really went through a period of some pretty significant struggle, um, isolation, feeling very alone, um, and I turned over over a couple of years to try to look for a community that I could find some encouragement from. And I scoured the Internet. I tried to, to look up resources and books and all kinds of things. And I really just kind of found a vacuum, unfortunately, when I got out there. And nothing that I could really relate to that resonated with me. And... Um, you know, luckily I had kind of come through some of that struggle and, and God had, had, uh, really kind of put my feet back on some solid ground there and had grown me in a lot of ways. And so I thought, okay, this is a, a tragedy. I know there are other people that are like me out there that are struggling and they're alone and they feel completely isolated. And that's not okay. That's not okay for people in ministry. It's not okay for people in general, certainly not for people in ministry either. And so we just kind of jumped into the fray a little bit and started leading and loving it um, first as a blog. And then it has kind of developed as we've really tried to push for ways to connect women who are not only around the country, but Europe and Australia. And how do you connect women who don't live close to each other. You guys do this all the time, you know. And so jumping into that with virtual conferences, we do virtual community groups, we do, uh, we're going to actually have some in-person things here in the spring, but really trying to um, develop avenues for women who may not be able to sit at Starbucks with each other, but they can sit thanks to our awesome internet and um, sit on their computers and encourage each other and, and pray for each other. And so that's kind of what we've been doing. Well, and you know what's so cool is you have created the uh, the forum, the place for women to connect, because I know so many women are out there, and, um, you know, like you said, t- isolated. We, you know, we, we're mm-hmm. isolated just by um, physically isolated, because we, we have our garage doors. We drive into our neighborhoods. The garage door goes up. Our car goes in. The garage door goes down, and we never see even see our neighbors or connect with them. So we've created isol- isolation in many different you know, ways. And so women are looking, and, and so many women, Patty and I are always amazed when you're talking to women, they don't even know what it looks like to connect. And, you know, one of the things we love is just asking a great question, but women don't even know how to ask a good question to get conversations going. So sometimes things that seem so basic are really hard. So when you, um, and I know, like I said, so many people are listening and going, okay, 
how do I even get started? So like when you said, okay, I have this idea, I have a need, I, I see a void, so what, what do you do to, to activate that? Oh, that's such a good question. You know, I wish I had, you know, gone in with a giant plan to <laughs> to fill a void that I saw. But really, um, what happened is I saw this need. I thought, okay, I'm going to do this small little thing that I have. I'm going to write a little bit every day. That was my commitment. I'm going to blog a little bit every day, five days a week. You know, I don't know if anybody will read it. I don't know if anybody will connect to it. But it will be something, something where there's nothing. And so my hope in it was um, if you put something into the vacuum, maybe some people will be able to connect to it and and join in. And so it started very, very simple like that. And then as we've progressed and been able to connect with more people, it's developed. And, um, you know, I spent a lot of my time <laughs> talking to other women and leadership, finding out what they need, what um, struggles they have going on in their lives, and and then just spending a lot of time with my own thoughts, letting ideas run around in my head, um, and trying to get creative um, to offer free uh, internet kind of resources for them. And so, what started out as something very very simple of like I'll just write a little bit five days a week has blown up into um, well not so simple anymore but a whole lot more and um, and I think that has just been God getting in there and letting it grow at a at a healthy pace for us to be able to keep up with but giving us new and creative and good ideas and I am so not above stealing from awesome people who are out there and ha- are way more creative than me and seeing what they're doing and then seeing how we. Can can grab it and apply it to the women that we're reaching. And so um, we call that creative swiping, not... Oh, good. Yeah. Stealing, is, stealing is not a nice word. Swiping is much better. I think I'll go with that. <laughs> and you know what, Lori? That is such a great tip because so many times um, women are, like Lisa said, they're just paralyzed because they don't know. They see it in, in a grand scheme, but it, it really is about those baby steps. And if you if you jump in with that grand scheme, sometimes it's about you and it's not about what Jesus can do mm. through you. And that's what's so, so cool, exactly what you said, that you just, okay, I'm going to commit to one thing each day. And that is phenomenal. When mm-hmm. we fill that void by just committing to one thing every single day, and I, and I have to tell you on a shallow note, of um, <laughs> because I am so shallow. What uh, <laughs> I saw with leading and loving it that I thought was so cool is you're watching from your own home in your you know pajamas and a scarf. I like to wear scarves because you can't wear scarves in Arizona, but you can in your own home. Um, <laughs> and she's donning one right now. <laughs> I do have one on, drinking my coffee. I'm pretending that it's snowing outside, but. Um, <laughs> is that as you're watching the, these women on the, the webinar or on the screen, whatever we call it, these, these virtual conversations, you literally can talk with women about shallow things as well as the, the real poignant thoughts that are, that are, you know, being transpired. But just it's just so fun to go, hey, great necklace. Hey, I love her bracelet. And, and that's what women love. To, they love to connect in shallow ways and, le- and yet really in-depth ways. Yeah. So. Right. Anyway, I, that is just an amazing thing, what you've started, how that virtual connection. 
And you, you know what? Great. We only have, I can't believe how fast this segment has gone. We only have about a minute. And, and so, Lori, I want you to just, because there's so many women out there listening that go, okay, she's talking to me. So how can you, how can women find you? First of all, they can find you by going on our homepage as we've highlighted you there a little bit, but how can they get involved? And what, what is something that you would just want to leave with women just to encourage them in their roles if they're leading? Well, you can connect with us very easily. Just go to leadingandlovingit.com. We have a lot of resources on there as well as we'll be starting more community groups here in uh, just a couple of months, which is a great opportunity to connect with other women. But um, I guess my main encouragement for people would be do not do life, do not do leadership by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, we can do so much more when we're partnered together, encouraging each other, praying for each other. And there's something really special about um, whether it's a group of moms or a group of women in ministry. There's something special when you get a group of women who have a commonality like that that binds their hearts together. And um, so I just would encourage you to find people like that, whether it's through Leading and Loving It or maybe in your own community. But find some people that you can share the, the great celebrations, but also the struggles with as well. And that is so well said. Thank you, Lori, for joining us. Thanks, you guys. This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. People think I've made it. I'm popular. I seem happy all the time. I have great clothes and I'm involved in everything. But I have questions, doubts, and fears just like every other teenager. That's why I'm glad for Teen Talk Radio where it's all about choices. Join us for Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell Thursday nights at 10, 9 Central on toginet.com. The choices we have to make that can alter the course of our lives. Life is too much pressure if we try to go it alone. I tune in to Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell every week to get reminded that I'm not alone. Nicole O'Dell is an expert on what happens in the lives of teenagers. Join her as she deals with topics like peer pressure, purity, drugs, alcohol, and many other things that might come up along the way. She writes books and speaks to people all over the place, but she says her favorite moments are when she can pull up a chair and chat with teens about what's important to us. For more information on Nicole and her books, go to NicoleO'Dell.com. Then join us for Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell. Thursday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Teen Talk Radio, where it's all about choices.
Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Now here at Girlfriended, we are all about rallying women to do the remarkable. And you know what? We have found that a significant aspect of doing things remarkable remarkably remarkable <laughs> is is about being up to date with technology and technology can be so intimidating and there's so all the social medias and you know venues and there's twitter and there's facebook and there's you know making sure you have keywords and all these different things and so you're we, never doing enough you feel like no like and you, you feel like up. you can get behind really really quickly if you don't stay current and so our next guest is Eric Pedersen who we are just so excited because he is actually the principal of SEO Bridges, and he's going to be talking to us a little bit in this segment about just a just a technology aspect, and just kind of helping us um, get some resources and tips and help us to to be remarkable. So, Eric, welcome to Girlfriend It. Hello, and thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we are excited to have you just share with us because we are so excited to glean from you. And we just want to ask you, can you just explain to all of us listening a little bit about SEO Bridges and what that is and what you do and how it evolved? Definitely. Well, the idea for SEO Bridges is that uh, a little while ago, about a year, year and a half ago, I was scouring the Internet and I was writing web content for, for people just as a freelancer. And basically, I was reading these blogs, and these bloggers were arguing over whether social media was the wave of the future or web content, SEO content, was the wave of the future. And the more I began to study it, the more I began to realize they really complement each other. And you're seeing that. You're seeing uh, Facebook and and, uh, uh, Bing. You're seeing all these uh, social and search engines, they're – integrating with each other and what SEO Bridges is is it's a realization of that integration to help people to kind of get in on the ground floor to optimize their sites and by optimizing their sites just using social networking to to further get their message out and then bringing their audience in connecting their their audience with their message with their product and thus just bridging people to each other. That's that's really what SEO Bridges is about. Well and I love that. And I love that you you like you said, you just you were kind of researching and you, you saw a void out there because you're talking about filling the void and you're like, okay, how can I connect and how do I do that? So can you break that down just a little bit for us of what what that looks like and what you're talking about? Because you're throwing out some words that I know a lot of women <laughs> We talk to a lot of women that they're not even on Facebook still yet, you know, and it's like, wow, okay. So you're talking about optimization, some different words. Can you just kind of break that down for us of what exactly you're talking about? Definitely, definitely. Okay, well, SEO, it stands for either search engine optimization or search engine optimizer. Let's use it as search engine optimization. So when you put up a, a website, uh, Google and other search engines, they'll find your website uh, two ways. Is they will, they'll find your website first through links. Your website initially is like an island. You need to link to other sites for, uh, for Google to be able to find your site. And then once they find your site, they're going to categorize your site by keywords you have, what your website is about. For example, if you 
if you Google the words SEO bridges, uh, my site is going to come up first. So uh, then there's keywords within your site. So if your site is about um, dog food, you want the words dog food all over your site, and Google is going to, once they find your site, they're going to say, oh, this person is talking about dog food. Therefore, let's categorize their website under the keywords dog food. Hmm. And that totally makes sense. But you know what? I, I think there's a lot of people out there that if, if, they're, if they're not totally immersed in technology are unaware of that. Those are just simple little things to go, okay, so your keywords, you need to make sure that they are being used repetitively so that Google can go find you. Right, right. Change. Right, exactly. Well, yeah. you know what? It's so interesting because you hear the, the, the web out there. It just seems so enormous because it is. Mm-hmm. And people, I think it's, it's very intimidating. But when you can just break it down and go, here's a few basic things you can do to really optimize your exposure and what you're doing and getting your, your, the word out there. So if somebody wants to, they're going, okay, I have a great idea. I see a need. I have a great idea. I need to do something about it. How would you, what are a few basic things that they can do to get started? A few basic things. I would say, first of all, do your keyword research. That is definitely important. There are there are rules, okay, uh, to, to doing SEO. Um, if, if your site is about dog food, you don't want to put, a thousand times on every web page on your website, you don't want to put the word dog food because search engines don't like that. So first of all, I would uh, I would go ahead and do your keyword research, and a good tool for that is Google.com backslash SK tool, and uh, and it. It will tell you all of the searches from Google last month, uh, what keywords were popular and, and all of that, uh, and then decide what pages which keywords go best on. So if, uh, you have, if you sell outdoor dog food and Purina dog food, don't put uh, the keywords outdoor dog food on the Purina dog food page and vice versa. Uh, n- another, another good suggestion would be to go to uh, these search engine, or these search websites and just uh, like Google and Yahoo and just uh, peruse their, their, uh, um, their rules, peruse their, their uh, webmaster uh, tools and, and all of that, find out what works for them, what does not. Uh, and if you have any questions, I mean, you can always just ask someone. That's always a good idea. Say, hey, is this a good idea? Um, should I do this? Should I do that? Because there are rules, there are intricacies to writing web content, SEO content, and uh, the search engines can be pretty picky, pretty particular about uh, what you do and do not do. Well, Eric, this this is all great information. Um, we just have to ask you, because our, our whole show is about filling the void, and obviously you saw a void here, and that's why you created your organization. Tell us, just because so many listeners, they don't know where to start in filling that void. They, they have this, this discontent, and they, they want to have a voice. They want to fill the void. What would be your, your tip to say, okay, this is how I started? I mean, you woke up one morning and you said, I'm going to create this, or, or how did it morph into what it is right now? Oh, well, how it morphed into was, gosh, I, I, I just, 
I was, I was, as I said, I was looking for, for something to do in that. And, you know, I started SEO Bridges in the midst of a down economy. And I, I thought to myself, okay, we're going to come out of this slump. One of, you know, one of these days, we're going to have a good economy, and people are going to want something. And I began to recognize that people were starting their own businesses. People were starting their own websites and all of that. And I wanted to do something that would help. So that's really what, what I'm, I'm trying to do. As far as other people, uh, I would say just... I would say it's it's just look at how you can help other people. Look at what you can do to just better people's lives, to better this economy, uh, you know, to just uh, really do something something good in the world. And that is so true. If we really focused on on others and not ourselves, that's that's always the successful way to go. And the more successful you make others, then the more successful you're going to be. And and just that that's just biblical. I mean exactly. to down to um yeah, I need to see the need and the void that's out there for others and if I can help them, then that that takes the focus off of me. Well and I think so many times when we, we start to do something new, it always involves risk too. Risk of uh, of risk of Taken, I might fail at this, or I might succeed at this. I mean, you don't. There's kind of that, the unknown. You enter that journey of the unknown, and like you said, you go, okay, the economy is bad now, but someday when it turns around, you know, you want to be ready. And so I think a lot of that, like I said, people, we we get paralyzed because we don't know what the next step looks like, and we don't know if it will take off. And can you kind of address that? I think that's a common fear, that fear factor for so many people to do something. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, definitely, definitely. You know, I I actually believe I listened to a uh, to a, a business life coach. I'm sure many of your listeners listen to him also. His name is Dan Miller. Um, he, he's great. He's great. He actually gave some advice uh, on his radio show one day that uh, – um, really kind of sparked sparked the flame to get this going. He said uh, he said if you want to know what you're good at, what you want to do, what you're meant to do, find the top 3 things you're good at. What are you best skilled at? After that, find the top 3 things you enjoy doing the most. And most likely the three things in both of those categories are going to align with each other. Uh, you know, if you love, for me, it's I love uh, marketing, talking to people, getting to know people. I love writing. I love social media. Those are also the things I'm good at. So find those th- three things in those in those categories, whether they're same or the similar or, or whatever, and combine them. And just don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to just Go for it. I love that because that's basically finding your sweet spot. Exactly. And, and then go for it and run for it. And then, you know, like what Lori was saying in this segment earlier, don't do it alone. Grab mm-hmm. people around you. Grab, grab other girlfriends and go, okay, I want to sh- bounce some ideas off you. I want to I bring you in and, and help you because I know Patty and I, with doing Girlfriend It, we have a, an incredible team of women around us that we are constantly, you know, Throwing this idea out and 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 wanting them to be a part of the journey too with us, so it's it's not just about us. It's about just bringing a community together and going, okay, together, 
what can we accomplish that's more powerful than each of us as individuals? And I think so many times it's like sharing the journey with other people and let them be a part of your journey. And I know for you, you've been on a journey, and, and we're going to be talking with you because there's there's different uh, dimensions to you. And um, you, you are in the process of writing a memoir and talking about the area of forgiveness and just some of your own journey. So we are looking forward to just hearing um, about that coming up next. Definitely. Looking forward to it. This is Girlfriended on Toginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Get ready for the Not-So-Soccer Mom Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on Toginat with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not-So-Soccer Mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com. Tom was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Bomb with Jill Hickey, Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on toginet.com. Are you alarmed, anxious, angry, even afraid of what is happening to America? It's time for Grassroots America, We the People. Learn how to get involved in your voting precinct and take back our country. It's time to build unity upon the Constitution and the wisdom of our founding fathers. Grassroots America, We the People. Every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Central on Toginet Radio. Radio with a cutting edge. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, the shattered American dream, pains of broken homes, torments of children's tears, and memories of unrepentant sins caused a nightmare of bitterness and anger. And we're going to be talking with Eric now about his own personal journey. And and actually, Eric is writing some memoirs. And forgiveness is such a powerful, powerful um, thing that that I think so many people we we deal with just needing to to, um, incorporate forgiveness into our life. So, Eric, we want you to just talk with us right now just about your your personal journey and your memoirs and what what you're writing about and what makes this memoir unique. Mm-hmm. I definitely, definitely. This is a first. First of all, I do want to clarify that this is what I call a psychological memoir. I'm mixing fiction. I'm mixing story with with memoir. 
which I believe is will give a deeper look into what I've gone through. It, it talks about uh, some of the physical things I, I've gone through, but it really I, I use basically a story an analogy to get across what my life's been like, my search for forgiveness throughout my life. Okay, and can you just, like, the beginning of it, like, just walk us through what that looks like, what that looks like for you, because so many people are out there going, okay, I have some issues, and sometimes I don't think we realize we have some things that have been so buried until we hear somebody else's story, and then we go, wow, that just that just touched a nerve. Right, right, exactly. Uh, well, uh, first, uh, as I open up in, in my in my book, uh, I actually uh, I went into the hospital. I had a brain aneurysm at the age of seven. Now uh, I know that uh, um, Brett Michaels he recently had that brain aneurysm and he was fine. He walked out of the hospital like a week, whatever later. For many, they're not so lucky. Uh, and I had to go into into the hospital. And so basically, when I came out. Uh, it was just a whole different journey for me because, you know, when for children who have gone through those experiences, whether they're uh, brain aneurysm or, or cancer survivors or whatever, they're treated differently. They're mocked by other children. They're, they're teased throughout their, their lives. And they have to grow up with this pain, this false sense of security, and they build a false identity within themselves and that really it really follows into their entire lives into their adulthood um you know and and it's just it affects them and uh and it's just this this story is about that journey that uh you know children or anyone has to go through to just begin to heal forgive other people and be forgiven themselves well, and then what motivated you to, to want to write this down? Was it part of your own personal healing that you feel like, I just need, um, I need to work on my own journey because this, I, obviously there's some scars there, you know, feeling like you were marked in your childhood. And I think right. so many people, we, we do carry scars that we don't, we're not even aware that we carry. Um, and then it, and it, it just manifests itself a lot of times later on in life as we're adults. And, and uh, all of a sudden we realize we, we got some baggage we're carrying. Right. And so sometimes I know for a lot of people it is very therapeutic to start writing down, to start journaling, to start getting that out. Has that been um, a part of your healing process with that? Yes, yes, it, it very much is is a part of my healing process. Um, the idea of of uh, of my story of this book, uh, why you know why I'm talking about forgiveness is. I actually heard a sermon uh, a few years ago, and in this sermon, the, the pastor, he said, there are two ways to live. You can either hold on to your regrets, you can hold on to your pains, uh, and, and just let them eat away at you, or you can live in God's forgiveness, and you can forgive others, and you can move forward with your life and allow God to use you. And I started to think about that, and I started to think, how am I living? You know, and I started to think about all these people I needed to forgive, and I needed to ask forgiveness of. And I just... I wanted to get write a story that would just really uh, get that message across. And and that is um, just amazing what what you just said because it's so true. People don't understand that gift of forgiveness 
not only is it is it amazing to give, but just to cleanse yourself, that you spend so much energy holding on to that. And every time, I know for me, the man, um, my, my mom was murdered, and the man who murdered her is on death row. And there are times when I'll either receive a letter of, you know, the court, that he's in his last appeals because it's been over a decade now, and it's, it's getting down to the last part where in Arizona they actually um, are on death row, and it's capital punishment. And you get these letters, and it evokes these emotions, and you can either make a choice to hang on to those emotions, like you said, or you just keep releasing it. And you, we can't do it, I, I don't think. As a mm. human, you, you don't even have the capability. You have to turn it over to the Lord. Mm. And, and when you focus on Jesus breathing into you, it takes it all off of that focus of the anger and the bitterness and what you could allow your your body to hold on to um, and all those emotions. So you, you're, you're so right in being able to release that. Well, and forgiveness, as we found, is such a daily thing. You don't forgive once and go, okay, I, I you know, it, it's done. It's one of those things, like Patty said, it's like you'll have moments where something will evoke something and it'll trigger a feeling or emotion takes you back to that place, and then you have to go again, okay, I have to forgive again. I think there's such a misperception that forgiveness is a one-time thing, but it's something we, I think, you struggle with. Well, and a lot of times people, they'll come up and say, I can't believe you can forgive that man for what he's done. And just because you forgive someone doesn't mean that you're saying, I'm okay with this. I'm okay with or your you behavior. About it. Yeah, it just means you're, you're not letting them control and have power over you, that you're releasing it, and I can, I'm not going to forget it, yeah. but I'm not going to let that control who I am today, and it's so freeing. Mm-hmm. Right, right, exactly. Now, here's the interesting thing about forgiveness. There actually is no word in the English language for unforgiveness. I can't go up to say to someone and say, I unforgive you. So, yes, the idea of forgiveness is that once a person is forgiven, they are forgiven. Hmm. Yeah. I remember a story, hearing the story that was always so, uh, uh, Corey Ten Boom, who was, you know, uh, the story of her with, in the Nazi Germany, she, she and her family were taken, um, you know, in, into the, the prison camps, and she lost her dad and her sister, and was just abused and tormented by, by the, the Nazi soldiers. And then I remember she shared a story how years later when she got out of the concentration camps, and she was actually speaking at a church at a gathering, and this man came up to her, to shake her hand, and when she looked up at him, into his eyes, he was one of the soldiers that had abused her and been, you know, a part of, of killing her sister and her dad. And she said she had that moment where it's like it took her back to that place, and she just said, Jesus, I need you to extend my hand to forgive him. And she said it was through... It was through that that she was able to forgive him and just the power in that. And I just think it's it's like what Patty just said and what you're saying is like among ourselves it's so hard to offer forgiveness, but with with Jesus we can do that. And there's so much freedom when we can get to that point where we can say, I forgive you and, and, and experience that. Well, and like you said, it is a, it's a daily thing because just sometimes you, you, you purge and you say, I'm going to release this and I am just going to forgive. But I know my brother and I, it, it took three years of going through court proceedings um, 
to put this man on death row. And at one time, my brother and I were standing to get on the elevator, and it opened up. And right in front of us, wearing his black and white, was Richard Glassell, the man who murdered my mom, standing there with guards surrounding him. And you think you have arrived and you've been, and then you're face-to-face, and you go, I don't really like the way I'm feeling right now. <laughs> and it, it totally, your whole body responds to it, and you have to release it again. It's an ongoing thing. It's not... I mean, you might mentally have said, I forgive you, but then it goes back into those emotions. Yeah. Yeah. And Eric, as part of your journey, obviously the writing has been therapeutic for you. Um, And how do you do, I mean, I think so many times we sit down to write, and and it's so funny because I know like with journaling, I struggle with journaling. And I I think so many times when when we journal or when we write down, we're writing it like, Somebody's going to pick it up and read it like 50 years from now because it has to be something really profound instead of just thing to write, just to release your emotions and your feelings. Um, is that how can you discover it? And then before you know it, it kind of turns into something. It morphs into something. But it's like it is that release to get those feelings. And a lot of times we don't know we even have them until we start writing. Oh yes, yes, definitely. I yeah, I, um, I love I love the art of memoir. I love memoir because it just yeah, it it, it does that. It brings up up feelings. It brings up past hurts, past memories that may, maybe we haven't dealt with. And it's very therapeutic. And I just I, I recommend to anyone just just journaling. You know, I, I recently started journaling through the psalms do that and you know god will open up your eyes to to his scriptures and journal about maybe lost uh you know pains from from your past or, or different things and it's just a great way to to just you know uh to just heal i think you know what that is such a great tip eric even like journal through psalms because i know for me I am not a writer, and when I go to sit down, I write concepts, and it's just I'm all over the place, paragraphs here and paragraphs there, to actually focus on like a chapter in the in the Bible or just, you know, go to Psalms and just start writing your emotions. And, those, and allow yourself to feel, like you said. So many times we don't allow ourselves to be still and to feel. Yeah. Yes. To really, to really just listen, because I want to write something so profound that it's, mm-hmm. It immobilizes me. It just it paralyzes me. Rather than just writing my thoughts, I want them to be like over the top thoughts. <laughs> so it's all of a sudden, I'm a perfectionist writer, which I, I'm not at all. But I put that expectation on myself. So that is really a, a neat tip. And we only have one minute left, Eric. Can you think of any other tips in, in helping them release these these feelings of of the unforgiveness, or just a tip in journaling? Well, as far as unforgiveness, I would, you know, are, uh, to forgive, I would say just as, you know, it is a daily thing. Just if you have to forgive over and over again, just remind yourself that you've forgiven that person. And just, uh, you know, just live within that forgiveness and uh, and just write, uh, write out. I, I recently had someone who, uh, who hurt me, and I just wrote letters to that person. I never sent those letters, but I just wrote letters to that person saying, hey, you hurt me. You did this. You did that. But I forgive you. I love that. And thank you, Eric Peterson. And you can find out a little bit more uh, about Eric by going to GirlfriendIt.com. And stay tuned. Great. See you. 
This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Welcome back. We've been talking with Lori Wilhite and Eric Pedersen, just of, of that vacuum, that void that you see, and, and how do you fill it? Well, one of the tips that Eric gave, which I love, because so many times this is something that we can all focus on. If we're feeling that void or we're seeing a void and we really want to come along and, and do something about it, it's that I can't stand You're it You're pounding no your hands on the, your I'm fist on the table. Hands. You're getting into this, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it before, and um, I just love hearing it, because you really do need to focus on the top three things that you are passionate about. Because if you focus on what you're passionate about, usually you can fill a void and you can move forward in a direction that God wants you to do because that's your purpose on life and that's what you're gifted to do. But it's so interesting because whenever I try to do that and go, what am I really passionate about? It always comes down to I'm passionate about playing and having fun. You are fun. so deep. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm passionate about playing... And I, I really do think that's a void. I think we get so caught up as adults that we don't play anymore. Yeah. We we, we kind of go through life, and, and I want to go, you know, if you're happy, then let your face know it. Because Well, and life is so serious in and of itself so many times that we forget to, to go to the playground. Yes. You know? And so it's like, okay, I'm passionate about playing, 
well, what are the other two things that I'm supposed to be passionate about? I, you know, I'm passionate about Jesus, and then I'm I'm passionate about playing. <laughs> so there's a common theme there, I think, about playing, perhaps. So I need to figure out, then, what are my skills? And So how are you incorporating those two, playing and Jesus? How are you incorporating that together? I just think I need to do what we're doing, that we rally women to play with us, and in the meantime, we can we can share Jesus. Well, and I know yesterday we got to, an awesome chance we were um we're heading up a called the arizona city fest as a women's luncheon here in the valley and for arizona coming in march and so yesterday we had an amazing group of women that we that we Definitely gathered together world changers world in changers yeah. and we had Luis palau there to cast a vision and share his heart with okay i i have to back up because not everyone knows who Luis palau is and we have to just it's so cool because first of all Luis palau has done crusades in front of like literally they have the numbers down it's over a billion people exactly so it was such an honor they're to called actually, festivals now actually yeah the correct term festivals instead of crusades But back ancient years ago, my mom and dad actually went to one of those crusades that wasn't called a festival at that time, but they must have called it in some way because they thought they were going to a dance, my mom and dad, yeah. So they somehow were coerced into going to this dance, and what it ended up being was the school auditorium that had Billy Graham there, and that's how my mom and dad really discovered Jesus, and so... Um, it's just kind of cool to see the the legacy of now Louise Palau would, kind of partnered with Billy Graham, and he also um, he was at the Crusades, and he's kind of, besides Franklin Graham, he's kind of the one that has trickled down and has continued he's that really legacy. He's really a world evangelist. I mean, yes. he's, from, he's from Argentina, and, and he travels all over the world literally connecting people to Jesus and to these festivals. And so to then go, okay... You are a part of that legacy that my mom and dad, who broke the chain of their families that weren't necessarily, you know, believers, and then now all my brothers and sisters, and then here I am in a room with you in just this intimate setting of a few, you know, women. So Louise Palau is just, that's just an amazing honor to have seen him yesterday and, and be there and create And join him and know that we get to join him and doing significant ministry. And we had a great time because we, we, we got to play. You we totally got to play. And he was he was a, a player, too. He was definitely all about the fun. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if I would say he was a player, but he was. <laughs> yeah, you don't say that about a Latino man, I don't think, that he's a player. Although he definitely liked, he was a charmer. He definitely liked being in a room full of women. He respects women, which yes. we loved, and the value. And he sees us, and it really was one of those, rallies because we had all these women there that it was just so fun to be with them and 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 to dream together and i think that's one of my things i love to dream yeah i love to dream and to create and to go what if and to think out of the box and to go beyond and push push the envelope a little bit well and that goes back to our filling the void because when we first when we were asked to do this city fest luncheon for women um, immediately, we kind of went. Eh, I don't. We don't want to just plan another another party or another luncheon. So we did. We were able to dream big. And then the problem with that, you see this huge void, especially here in Arizona, and you think, what a powerful event that really the possibilities of that to get all of these women all in in one place um, that can play exactly and, and talk about Jesus. So this is so cool, and yet you it. 
you're operating out of a vacuum, so it can be overwhelming. It will can be, and I know that some of the women we get we get these stares because you and me like to cast this this vision that goes beyond, and and sometimes it is intimidating, it is overwhelming, and I know a lot of women are looking, you know. And kind of afraid, but I think that's a good place to be because yeah. if it's something we can control and we can wrap our, our brains around it, then I don't really want to be a part of it. Well, it just means that we did it. Exactly. And, and if, not, it's, if it's something not we can do in our own strength and our own thing, then it's not going to be that great. But if we truly step outside, and that's what, you know, when talking with Lori today and different ones, it's like she said, I started so simply, I'm just blogging, and then God has morphed it into something even more. And that's one of the ones we, we love that verse, you know, Tim is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. And we have huge imaginations. Yeah. So just to think that God goes even way beyond that, but it, it starts with us just being faithful with what's right in front of us, you know, and what's in our hand and just starting there, just starting somewhere. I think so many times we're overwhelmed, but we, don't, we never start. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and then we're, we're overwhelmed, and yet we see the big picture, and it's funny because someone actually came up and said, do you realize, because we're talking about, you know, putting three and 4,000 women, and they started out with, we want 300 women at this luncheon. So, so we did kind of dream maybe a little too big. And so when someone comes up to you and says, do you even know how chaotic that is and you can't even get, you know, food to these people, <laughs> um, then you kind of go, we'll, we'll get at somebody that will be in charge of logistics <laughs> and we won't worry about it. All of a sudden there is that little failure heartbeat that takes place and that void can really be um, full of black darkness well, you know, and <laughs> of we're the talking, failure of it. Well, we're talking today, too, about filling the void, and a lot of times to fill the void is about starting something new. And there's a quote that I, I love it. It says, never be afraid to try something new. Remember, amateurs built the ark and professionals built the Titanic. Doesn't that say it yeah. all? Doesn't yeah. that say it all? That really does. That is, it is amazing because it's like I don't have to be the expert. Yeah. Well, start something new. And that's good because we are totally not the experts. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll never admit it on radio or anything, but we really don't even know what we're doing. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? I think we're in really good company, and we love to surround ourselves with other women who say the same thing because in it together. And that's what's so cool about getting women to rally together because we really do complete each other. Because mm-hmm. this person can do a little bit of that and a little bit of that. And before you know it, the whole sandbox is full of women that want to play and want to play and want to do something significant. And we always say our operating words are silly and significant because you, significant things happen in just silly ways and through doing something that seems silly at the time, but really is profound. Yes. Silly is very profound, I might, I might I want to tell you. I think silly is profound because when you have people laughing, it's a connection. And we, we know that that's the best medicine. And truly, when you have a bunch of women laughing, I think the, the competition, the walls kind of go down where, I mean, I mentioned yesterday that uh, when I was in corporate training, I used to teach flight attendants. And I had a flight attendant come up to me and we would train him for about six weeks before they went on to another level of training. And she said, you know, the first five minutes of class, we would write notes back and forth, and we would critique what you had on, if your nail polish matched, your lipstick, (laughs) if your, 
earrings matched or necklace, you know, and, and it's, I mean, we laugh about it and we, you know, we laugh then. That's such a, a woman thing to do. Don't we do that? <laughs> yes. But I thought, okay, I had no idea that I gave you guys so much material because <laughs> I really, you know, don't dress necessarily with it all I don't think together. that deeply when I put myself together. <laughs> um but so many times, that's just what our minds were filing that. We see someone, and it's those first impressions of, you know, why would you wear those glasses? Or why would you wear that jacket with that shirt? You know, we just automatically, you know, you, you think that way. And once again, I'm, I'm showing my shallowness. Um, but <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> Um, when you're laughing, I think those walls go down. And you're not, in, you're not thinking in that way and... Um, we might always play that comparison game with each other, but when we're doing great things and we're really rallying together for that same purpose, then all that goes away, and it doesn't really matter if your eyeshadow matches your socks. Exactly. Well, you know, and I think all of us as women, we really do want to do Remarkable, and we really want to do it together. And I, and that's what's so cool about, you know, talking to our guests today is just seeing how people just – they just take the first step. And I think that's, that's, a, that's the thing we would love to just challenge women is, like, what, what are you good at? What, what is a void that you're seeing? And what is the first step? Identify that first step. And what today? Like, identify it today to go, okay, what am I passionate about? But just like um, both of them said, they did something today. You know, started writing or, you know, start I, – I would challenge you to do a blog. I've been challenging myself to do a blog now for five years. and I'm going to challenge you, officially challenge you to get that blog going. I might have to do a video blog. And that might be something, if you're not a writer, maybe you can, um, I don't know, get a camcorder out or a tape recorder and just talk about your emotions and your feelings if you can't write them down. Oh, and that's a, I think so many times we put – we put things in a box that, this, that expressing myself has to look this way because this person is doing it and it's, it's, she's doing it well. But it's like do, do what fits your personality. Like you, like you said, playing, you're going to be using humor a lot in your stuff. And, and it's like that's okay. That's how you're wired. So how has God wired you to understand yourself, who you are, and then how can you implement that and, and go be the best you you can be and fill a void at the same time? And then also... Bring other people in the journey with you. Well, in the meantime, in your, your challenge for the day, we just started our newsletter. So you need to run to girlfriendit.com and subscribe to our newsletter. And then give us your feedback. Tell us if you were able to start blogging or if you took on the challenge. And we would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for being with us on the show today. And we hope that you can go out there and fill the void. And do something totally remarkable and share it with us. And um, I know next week we have, we have a, a dynamic author coming on the show that's going to be just sharing from her heart. And um, we just can't wait just to hear from you like, we, like, like Patty said. And do something remarkable, but just well, start. I have, I have to, since we only have 10 seconds, the gal that Meg Ryan played the, um, against both, Jackie Kellen, she will be on the show next week talking about how that movie was inspired by her. So next week. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriended, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the show designed.